Jamie Lynn Spears is blaming Elon Musk for the death of her cats. Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas have split up. And we are talking with Nora Dominic about Marvel's new show, WandaVision. It's January 19th, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Zach Safford. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. Casey, do you know whose birthday it is? Because it has been a string of incredible birthdays. I've never realized this, but today's kind of takes the cake. Okay, tell me who this Capricorn is. Dolly Parton. Oh, yes. (laughs) Capricorn's got her. We got her. But I do love that she's on the brink of being an Aquarius because I do see her chaos. She's a very grounded, chaotic energy, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Does that check out? Yes. (laughs) 100%. And this is why we love her so much. But over the weekend, we had a lot of incredible birthdays. We had Shaw Day. We had Aaliyah. We have FKA Twigs. We had Michelle Obama. And then it leads up to Dolly Parton. (laughs) Capricorns are ruling. They win. I really did not know that, but they win. So there you go. (laughs) We tend to. I, I, we, I support you, Casey. All right, so I have some news about someone that is not a Capricorn, and we have to start here for today. Her name is Jamie Lynn Spears, and she is blaming Elon Musk for the death of her cats. Spears posted a video, which is now deleted, where she stated, quote, I know that there's just bigger things to worry about in the world right now, but somebody's got to let Elon Musk know that the Tesla is a secret cat killer and it's a problem that we've really got to fix. Spears claims that because Teslas are so quiet, her cats couldn't tell when they were coming towards them. You can imagine what happens next. To sum this up, one person tweeted, quote, not Jamie Lynn Spears losing track of how many of her cats she's killed with her Tesla. But Spears is now backtracking on these claims. She said that she did not run over any cats and was simply suggesting Tesla make, quote, innovative changes. I'm sorry. Someone doesn't just jump from A to C without B happening in between. Yeah, like, girl, you you killed some, you're a cat killer. Like, that's what's real. Like, you, you may be trying to help your sister out right now with an, this whole, like, an alleged Brittany. cat killer, Zach. An alleged, but you're an alleged cat killer, and and I think, I, but I'm surprised that the sensors don't do that. Like, Tesla's known for having really sensitive backup cameras. I thought this um, reminds me of my team the other day. We were practicing just like headlines and seeing like you know what's been working, what hasn't been, and someone on my team came up with a fake headline that we could all brainstorm around and it was blue ivy reads the eulogy at megan the stallion's cat's funeral that is you know that was just random right but does it not have the same energy as this story (laughs) like something you never like that headline i never thought i'd see elon musk jamie lynn spears dead cats in the same headline well hey 2021 is drunk 2020 so this is a inebriated uh (laughs) okay so meanwhile we have to talk about what else happened this weekend, which is that Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas split. The couple had been together for roughly a year, and according to people, quote, she, Ana, broke it off. The relationship was complicated. Ana doesn't want to be Los Angeles-based, and Ben obviously has to since his kids live in Los Angeles. People also stated that the breakup was mutual. <laughs> But there are absolutely hilarious photos going around of a cardboard cutout of Anna being thrown in the trash at Ben's L.A. residence. <laughs> Do we know why he has a cardboard cutout of his ex now ex-girlfriend? No, no. But I think I read stories or something that like, you know, is some like promotional thing and his kids were like playing with it at some point. So I'm just like, oh, yeah, like a year ago, yeah. they were playing with it. Yeah. But, so I'm like, oh, you know, it is funny because I always thought like, oh, this might just be like a publicity relationship, you know, because she's an up and comer. He's really big, you know. And now I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> they actually loved each other. And Ben might be heartbroken. <laughs> <laughs> Poor 
Pin because Pin is so meme. Vi- he's viral in memes for being sad all the time, giving you sad boy realness. So I feel like we're going to get a whole new like carton of content out of him for being sad. Oh, yes. Yes, 100%. Okay, so very serious question. If for some reason your lover, partner, whatever, had a carpet cut out of them, would you keep it or would you throw it away? If we broke up, I would definitely throw it away. I'm not keeping it. I would keep it. Why are you keeping it, Zach? Where are you keeping it? I don't know. I'm a Pisces. So these <laughs> things I'd like to keep around just in case. Like I may need to like do like, I don't know, like some witchcraft. I okay, may need to that's do dark fair. practice. Who knows? Okay, those things know. are okay. I thought you were just like keeping it in your living room. And I'm like, well, t- maybe time to move on. I mean, maybe <laughs> if it goes with the aesthetic, maybe. So we'll see. <laughs> okay, wait. So Zach, what did you watch this weekend? Okay, so I watch a lot of things, but one of them that I'm very confused by and we talk a lot about is WandaVision because I, uh, I'm i not very familiar with the series. I have interviewed the main lead, which we've talked about on the show. She's a very interesting woman. She's the younger Olsen sister, but uh, you don't think about that when you look at her. But yeah, that's what I watched. I think you watched the no, same. No, I watched it too. I was also very confused, not confused in the Marvel way because I like Marvel and I saw like a bunch of the Easter eggs. I was more confused because I guess I didn't know that this was going to be the vibe of the show. Like confusion would be the vibe of the show. But so anyways, a lot of people watched WandaVision on Disney Plus and you know, I do understand why people are excited about it because it's been well over a year and a half since we had an update from the Marvel Cinematic Universe with the release of Spider-Man Far From Home. I mean, that was forever ago. And there's honestly been a lot of mystery surrounding the plot of the show. It's twilight time. Out of Wanda and Vision. Aren't we a five pair? This is our home now. I want us to fit in. Oh, this is gonna be a gas! Where did you two move from? How long have you been married? And why don't you have children yet? Our story. I think what my wife means to say is that we moved from... Moved from where? Married when? So this is the first of several Marvel Cinematic Universe-related shows set to debut on Disney Plus this year. And there's a lot to break down. So today we're talking with BuzzFeed's TV editor, Nora Dominic. Hi, Nora. How are you? Hey, good. How are you guys? We are good. Thank you so much for being here today. Anytime. So first off, we had you on at the end of last year, and this was the show you were most excited about, WandaVision. So did it live up to your expectation? A hundred percent. I've been so excited about the show since the first trailer dropped, because from what I can tell from now, again, we don't have too much info about what's going on, but it's following like some of my absolutely favorite Marvel comic storylines for Scarlet Witch and Vision. Um, and it's just been so fun to kind of have a break from the traditional like MCU format of just like, there's a fight and now we're fighting and now everything's okay. Um, so I really have enjoyed the first two episodes so far. It's been great. Okay, so for others out there like me who do not know much about these characters, what is the premise of the show? How did we arrive here? How does this fit into this whole universe? Yeah, so this is basically taking place after Avengers Endgame um, and the Spider-Man movie. So after basically everything wrapped up in the first couple phases of the MCU, um, and it follows Wanda and Vision and kind of living their best suburban lives in this, you know, suburban town and just like trying to be as normal as they possibly can. But of course, this is Marvel. So like nothing is as it seems and everything's going wild. Okay, we are going to talk about theories later on, but I just 
just need to bring up, I'm glad that you said what the premise of this show is and that it takes place after because I was confused because I was like, I thought Vision was dead. <laughs> so oh, we will get some of that. So I've been watching this whole show just being like, okay, sure. <laughs> okay, why not? This seems great. <laughs> but you know, this isn't Marvel's first foray into TV. We have the Netflix shows, the ABC procedurals, but it's the first show actually run by Marvel Studios. How does this feel different? So, yeah, kind of like you said, like, this is the first show and all of these Disney Plus shows are going to be the first time that TV storylines are directly impacting the movies that we love. Um, So Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was probably the closest thing where they were taking cues from what happened in the movies and kind of having to fix their storylines based. Like, I remember when, like, back in the Captain um, America movies when all of a sudden, like, Hydra was a thing and all of a sudden Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had to be like, whoa, wait, what? So they were kind of playing catch-up and they did a really great job of it. But this is the first time where it's like everything that's happening on WandaVision is going to directly impact all of the movies that are coming after it, which is so exciting. I know. I feel like I'm, I'm like, on the inside. I'm like, oh, I know about these little things happening. Okay, so we also have to talk about the impact of the pandemic. This wasn't originally the first Marvel Disney plus show that was supposed to debut correct so they were supposed to have black widow and then i think originally we were supposed to have falcon and the winter soldier but because of the pandemic falcon and the winter soldier was filming in prague and finishing filming there so they really had to shut down production whereas wandavision was filming where all the other mcu movies have filmed in georgia mostly on sets so they were able to wrap up finishing their show much sooner so they ended up pivoting and so now we get this like really bizarre show right out of the gate <laughs> instead of just like you know anthony mackie and Sebastian Stan like running around blowing things up. So that's where we're at. (laughs) So what do we know about how this will link up with the larger Marvel Cinematic Universe? Yeah, so this is something I'm super excited about. Again, we don't know what's really occurring, um, (laughs) but basically this is massive for Wanda and Scarlet Witch's storyline. And like, I've been such a fan of Elizabeth Olsen for so long Mm. now. She's so good in the the indie movie she did before Marvel. So this is really kind of her time to shine, which I'm so excited for. Um, But WandaVision is basically going to directly impact Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which is actually filming right now. Like Elizabeth Olsen's literally in London filming. So this is basically going to set up her storyline for two movies or so from now and so it's going to be wild to see oh wow i'm learning so much (laughs) so so much okay so we'll be right back and we're going to be talking about easter eggs and yes there will be spoilers Fit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. 
This is Roxanne Gay, host of the Roxanne Gay Agenda, the bad feminist podcast of your dreams. Now, what is the Roxanne Gay Agenda, you might ask? Well, it's a podcast where I'm going to speak my mind about what's on my mind, and that could be anything. Every week, I will be in conversation with an interesting person who has something to say. We're going to talk about feminism, race, writing in books and art, food, pop culture, and yes, politics. I start each show with a recommendation. Really, I'm just going to share with you a movie or a book or maybe some music or a comedy set, something that I really want you to be aware of and maybe engage with as well. Listen to the Luminary Original Podcast, The Roxanne Gay Agenda, The Bad Feminist Podcast of Your Dreams, every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so Nora, we want to jump into the Easter eggs now, but first there's an obvious question here. How is Vision alive, and is he actually alive? (laughs) Please answer this. (laughs) So basically... If we're thinking it's following the comic book storylines, Wanda has basically created this universe in a way to cope with Vision's heartbreaking death that we saw at the end of Infinity War. That is devastating, Nora. It's it's heartbreaking, and I'm literally ready to... I'm going to be weeping once we get deeper into this show. She's basically used her magic that we've... And, like, she's the strongest Avenger. Um, She's basically used her magic to create this world so she can cope with Vision's death and really create... I'm so sorry, I'm making you weep (laughs) basically to create this world so like vision's not gone so it's gonna be devastating when this illusion shatters let's say wait so this is like (laughs) that damn christmas movie where the guy got the heart and at the end we find out he's dead (laughs) exactly i'm so annoyed i'm so annoyed that's where we're at i have actual tears in my eyes from like sadness and then zach I'm just connecting the dots here, connecting genres. (laughs) Okay, so Nora, you, when you were talking about like how you have all this information from all these like the actual comics, I know that because I read your great post about all the Easter eggs that are in the show where I learned that there were Scarlet Witch comics. Sorry, I'm the worst Marvel (laughs) fan. Um, I got you covered. (laughs) So let's run through some of the Easter eggs and strange plot points. First, what are the significance of the ads we've seen? The ads are, in theory, Wanda kind of manifesting things that have happened to her in the past and things she cannot forget about. So in the first episode, and that's a running theory currently. Okay, uh, just for people who haven't watched it, it's basically, it's of the time, like a 50s, 60s style yeah. commercial. But also, now please tell me how a toaster connects to I the past. <laughs> I got you covered. So if you, the first ad, like you said, is a Stark Industries toaster. And like, if you're watching WandaVision, you're kind of like, oh fun a cool little iron man stark industries you know whatever um but actually if you remember in age of ultron when we first meet wanda really as a character she tells this whole story about how her parents died in a bombing caused by stark industries and how her and her brother were trapped in the rubble of the building for weeks on end with like an unexploded stark industries bomb so stark industries has the you know connotation in wanda's mind that like it's bad. She took her a while to forgive Tony Stark. So that's kind of the first, that's kind of the first one out of the gate. And then the second ad we get in episode two, again, in the style of, you know, the sitcom they're doing and it's a Strucker watch. Um, and if you look really closely, it's got the Hydra symbol. 
And Strucker is actually a character that we met in the post credit scene of Winter Soldier. Oh my um, god, who's it? whoever is in charge, I need to like shake their hand. Genius! Um, and he was also in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but he's basically the one that steals Loki's scepter at one oh, point. Oh, okay, and yeah. And he's the one that gave Wanda and Pietro their powers. And he's the one that was keeping them in the jail cell when we first meet them. Um, So that's another nod to like Wanda, you know, the trauma that she's kind of experienced. Again, I have no idea where these ads are going to go, but like there's some really cool, like if you're like me and like hardcore pausing every 10 seconds while watching this, there's some like pretty interesting Easter eggs in those two things. Mm. So they reveal at the end of episode one that they're being monitored but there are some significant logos on display as well can you talk about that too yeah totally um so at the end of episode one we kind of zoom out of this you know sitcom style and it turns out Wanda and Vision are being watched by who knows who um and if you look really closely there's a symbol it looks kind of like a sword um on the monitor and then on the notebook down at the table and it actually is for this Marvel agency called Sword and they're kind of a counterpart to Shield and they basically monitor like extraterrestrial threats so Wanda and Vision when whatever world that they're in are being monitored. Um, and then you can actually spot that exact same logo on the helicopter she finds in episode two. And then on the, on the beekeeper suit at the end um, in during episode two as well, before Wanda kind of rewinds time and they kind of forget that ever occurred. Um, so it's super important and it's probably going to link to some of the characters we have not seen yet, um, which is super exciting. Okay. So speaking of characters, you know, I love, I love vision and Wanda, but my favorite absolute favorite is Catherine Hahn. I mean, yes. my God, is she funny? Like <laughs> I would love to, I would, I'm so sad she wasn't alive to do these types of sitcoms. <laughs> like, she would have been great on Dick Van Dyke, but so we've got her and we've also got Tiona Paris and they are like gearing up to be really important characters. What do we know about them? Yeah, so Catherine Hahn is absolutely perfect. This casting is flawless and probably one of the most exciting things to happen to me in Marvel in quite some time. <laughs> um, but she's playing Agnes right now, um, just kind of the neighbor that's getting along with Wanda. Um, but there's been rumors since she was first cast and some Easter eggs throughout the trailers in the first couple episodes that she's actually playing this character called Agatha Harkness, who's this like really powerful Marvel witch who trains Wanda in the comics. Oh my and, like, god, she's gonna be a witch. <laughs> Yeah. I love and it. Actually, if you look in the trailer for an episode down the line, she's even dressed in a witch's costume for <laughs> Halloween. So the Easter wow. eggs are abundant. Yes. Um, so she's playing that, and I'm I'm hoping that's where the direction her character is going, and I'm super excited for that. And then Tiana Parrish is great because I loved Monica as a little girl in Captain Marvel. Like she was great. And as of right now, she's playing Geraldine, this like, you know, neighbor that we meet in episode two. So clearly nothing's as it seems with her either. Um, um, so I'm really excited to see her become Monica and figure out what she's up to as well. Okay. So taking all this, you know, you've, you've said a lot <laughs> so far, but kind of combining it all, where do you think this is going? We want you want to get you on the record here. What do you predict is about to happen here? Yeah, so I definitely am running with the theory that Wanda is going to make us all absolutely cry as we get further into this. And she's created this basically this universe to, you know, help her cope with Vision's death. And like even at the end of episode two, we see that she's pregnant now and like. Mm -hmm in the comics that's massive for her storyline and it's huge and devastating and heartbreaking so oh my god might, Nora. might 
might be like a fun Dick Van Dyke bewitched parody right now, but I have this feeling we're all going to be crying by the end. So I'm gearing up for some tears. Oh, boy. (laughs) Okay, so has this made you excited for what else we're going to see out of the Marvel Disney Plus shows? Yeah, I'm really excited for it. I'm just a more, I'm a, I mean, you know, I'm a bigger TV person than a movie person as it is. So it's really exciting to see them carry a storyline through nine episodes. And it's, again, like I kind of said with WandaVision, it's unlike anything we've seen in the MCU right now. We're not seeing like, I mean, eventually down the road, we'll see Wanda and Vision, you know, fighting and doing all that great big action sequences we love. But it's so different. And so I'm really excited now for, you know, to see how Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki and Hawk guy and how all those shows differ from the marvel movies we've come to love it's gonna be great i'm excited too okay well nora thank you so much for joining us today anytime thank you guys so much well that's it for today join us tomorrow for a discussion about culture returning to the white house in the biden administration and remember do you have a cardboard cut out of your ex have you thrown it in the trash should this be our next conversation with steven laconti please tell us <laughs> Please do, because I'd love to have that conversation. <laughs> All right, y'all, be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed, coming to you daily. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. You can watch the NFL playoffs like a fan, or you can prep like a scout if you listen to the award-winning Move the Sticks podcast. The show is hosted by me, Daniel Jeremiah, and my partner, Bucky Brooks. The two of us are bringing the knowledge from a career as NFL talent scouts to the podcast world so fans can watch and understand the nuances of the game like never before. We'll break down film from the professional and college game to get you ready for the Super Bowl, the draft, and kickoff next fall. Subscribe now and listen to the Move the Sticks podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, what's up? This is Robin Dixon, co-host of Reasonably Shady, which has just been nominated for an NAACP Image Award in the Outstanding Arts and Entertainment Podcast category. This is so big for Giselle and I. And of course, we must thank all of our fantastic listeners. But we need your help. Visit vote.naacpimageawards.net to vote for Reasonably Shady. That's vote.naacpimageawards.net. But don't wait. Voting closes on February 5th at 9 p.m. Eastern. And make sure to listen to Reasonably Shady every single Monday on the Black Effect Podcast Network.